Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Pioneer Club, by lots of oranges outside, on AO3. Rating, general audiences. It had been sitting on the desk, their desk, for the weekend, and it's clearly addressed to him. Not the both of them, not the X-Files division, but just him. She wonders if he had gotten to the office first. Would he keep this from her? Scully doesn't like it when he keeps things from her, no matter how small. They're partners, damn it. And she thinks their relationship would be a lot healthier if they share more things. It's funny, really. Of all things they are willing to do for one another, she would sneak into a government facility to save his butt. She would get a plane and fly to another continent after maxing out all of her credit cards just because he might be in trouble. She would drop everything, anger her family, put him before everything else, just to make sure he's okay. She would do all that for Mulder, because Mulder would do all that for her. He would come to her side with just one phone call, even if it is to travel to the other side of the country with dreadful holiday travelers. He would fight for her, kill for her, find a cure for her. She believes with all her heart that he would go to the end of the world for her, and if he could, he would come back from the death for her. Yet, the postcard bugs the hell out of her. It sits on the desk, which is full of his crap, and taunts her like a bully on the playground. His stupid alien face mug, that ugly UFO paperweight, three boxes of number two pencils, napkins, and sunflower seed shells from last week. People always give him alien or outer space stuff because they think he likes aliens, and Mulder keeps them for the sentiments. He's not some nut job whose eyes light up like an old lady finding elephant figurines at a yard sale. He doesn't collect paranormal memorabilia. Yet, their office is filled with so much crap in the shape of Bigfoot, Little Green Men, spaceships, and the Loch Ness Monster. Scully glances at the postcard again. It irks her that it might get pinned up on the bulletin board with his other clippings. Checking to see if the door is still closed, she picks it up and reads the message. We'll stay out of trouble and keep a low profile. No signature, no return address. The postcard has a picture of a neon cowboy waving next to the words Pioneer Club, postmarked Salente, Nevada, zip code 89008. Scully scans for other clues while keeping an eye out for her partner, who is bound to come in any minute now. The handwriting is neat, not exactly feminine, but was carefully written with care. The big, loopy letters are pleasing to the eye. The picture of Vegas is tacky. With a turn of the doorknob, Mulder comes in, all fresh and good mood. Good morning, Scully. Good morning. She quickly places the postcard on one of the case files. Poppy seed today, he offers while shaking a little paper bag, and she tries to recall, when did Mulder's job description start to include bringing her breakfast? She nods but does not reach for the bag. She takes a sip of her coffee while reading his expression. Mulder notices the postcard and picks it up to read the message. With a smile, he pins the postcard with the message side up on the bulletin. She tilts her head and waits. He says nothing. It takes him a few seconds to see that his partner isn't tearing into the muffin that he stood in line for 15 minutes to get. 
She hasn't touched the bag at all. Not hungry? His concern is met with crossed arms and a chin directed to the bulletin board behind his head. Oh, that? She nods slowly, waiting. It's nothing. His smile is too smug for her liking. She bites her upper lip, a gesture she suspects is unladylike. She doesn't know how to phrase her question, so she doesn't sound nosy or jealous. From a friend? She tries to keep her voice ordinary. Mulder shakes his head. The message isn't flirty at all. There is no indication that it is from a woman. But she suddenly feels hurt, and the artificial taste of the creamer from her second cup of coffee is making her nauseous. Scully, he says with eyes flickering of clear mischief. You're not jealous, are you? His accusation hits a little close to home, and Scully feels like her heartbeat is loud enough to create a tempo for a rapper's musical performance. She licks her lips, and he waits with a smirk on his face. Mulder. Curiosity does not kill cats, it seems. I guess he might have seen a friend in me, Mulder confesses. You've seen Interview with a Vampire, right? Scully's face tells him that her brain is not equipped to handle this revelation. Sorry, I know you thought he was cute. He takes a sip of his coffee. Dana. Scully's mouth hangs open. But I don't think he... Mulder gives her a sincere smile. Yeah. Let's hope we won't need to make a trip to Salente, Nevada. Ever. She is still speechless. Although, by becoming vampires, you would live forever. I might consider it, he jokes. You know, interview with a vampire. She stands up and approaches the messy bulletin board, unpinning the postcard and reads the message again. Then she flips it over and stares at the cowboy on the picture. He's lonely, but thankfully I'm not. Mulder's voice comes from behind her. Muffin Scully? She pins the postcard back up with the cowboy's side up and takes the muffin from his hand. The tiny black seeds pop against her teeth as she chews and thinks about his not-loneliness with her. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.